Welcome back to the Becoming More podcast, episode number 32. Here at Becoming More, we go in depth talking to some amazing people about how they have changed their lives dramatically and have inspired others to work towards the same. Today, I'm joined by a special guest. He has an incredible story going from working three intensive jobs to living his dream and then found himself tipping scales over 300 pounds. Uh, as in his website says, if you have ears, you have heard our guests at some point in your life from commercials to promos to cartoons. Well, you name it. He has been there and said that. He's the epic voice of the Emmy-nominated Honest Trailers. He voices Optimus Prime and Transformers Combiner Wars. He's also contributed to XCOM, Dishonored 2, Marvel, the Capcom Infinite, Halo Wars, and many more. Uh, he's a man and voice behind EpicVoiceGuy.com and EpicVoiceGuy on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Please welcome our guest today, John Bailey. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today, John? Pretty good, man. But glad to hear it. Uh, I, I know you're a busy guy, so... I like to get right into the episode and say, uh, when I ask everybody, what is the bottom line of your journey so far? Because John said so. Yeah, so it's pretty much uh, down 155 pounds since my heaviest. That's that's amazing. Um, I, as someone who's lost similar, I mean, I, I know I know the work and dedication it takes. So congratulations to you on on making that change. Thank you very much. Um, so I like to ask everybody as we get into the show, like kind of like background, because I think I feel like your background growing up has a lot to do with where you get to weight wise at some point. Um, mm-hmm. So like, growing up, were you like a heavy kid? Were you into athletics? Did you have any experience that led to like a gain or was it just like a slow progression over time? I, uh, I was a pretty skinny kid up until I was about 10. And uh, I did. I played a lot of soccer and, and basketball, whatever sports we could get into. I did a lot of bike riding. Um, but I started gaining weight when I was 10 because I was constantly being bullied in school and just ate my feelings and stayed away from people. And mom was one of those comfort food folks. So was grandmother. So anytime I was over there, it was snack, 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 sugar, sugar, sugar. It's so funny because I'm not even into sweets now <laughs> in my life, but back then it was just all sweets and all, it was all snacks and sweets. It was, it was little Debbie. It was hostess. It was, you know, sugar, ice cream. So lots of, lots of soda, man. Soda's evil. Yeah, um, but yeah. then I lost weight again in high school and started really taking my weight seriously because I was getting I just got sick of being called fat boy and got sick of being made fun of and sick of girls just like treating me like I was a piece of lava and then coming anywhere near me my, my fat might rub off on them and they might catch it um, so I started working out really hard but I didn't know what I was doing and unfortunately I got into diet pills that would you know keep you from being hungry and i ended up with an eating disorder where i was just starving myself except for a handful of oyster crackers a day and nothing but water but i did lose down to 170 pounds or so but i was my muscles were all out of proportion and it wasn't healthy and then when uh, i started working at steak and shake after i got out of high school and that was just another situation where i was like oh well, you can have all this free food that they they drove off without and i was just eating just junk food all day every day and there's a reason why i don't eat at drive throughs anymore it's all completely unhealthy in order to make something healthy you have to change so much about it you might as well not even go um and then i got married and then you know stopped trying to keep up with with my appearance because i was so busy with work and uh like you said i was working three jobs i was working uh full-time during the day at one forklift job and full-time at night at another forklift job. And I was working uh, as a kitchen manager, steak and shake on the weekends. So I was just every minute of every day, I, was, I wasn't getting good, good night's sleep. I wasn't eating. Eat, when I was eating, it was always fast food, which is junk, which was red meat and cheese and bread, you know. 
and bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I got into a situation that I really <laughs> won't go into until the divorce was completely settled with. But again, just ate my emotions, waved a red flag and just can't beat them, join them kind of situation. And I slowly gained from when I first got married uh, up to 335 pounds. And by, by um, June of, I guess it was June of 2006, Seven. And then 2007 was the first time I really took my health seriously. And I really buckled down. I, I dieted hard. I quit everything cold turkey. I dieted hardcore. I would do salads with no dressing. I would leave off the cheese, leave off the bacon, anything that Ow. was not good for me. And I just drank, I quit drinking soda. And when I was in college and when I was, uh, when I was um, a younger married guy with, with younger children, I was drinking probably three liters or more of soda a day. And I would have a bacon cheeseburger instead of having fries because, you know, fries are bad for you. I'd have a junior bacon cheeseburger for my side item instead of a fry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not <laughs> funny. That. You know, this, is, this fries are bad for you, but I'll have a smaller cheeseburger. You, you know, uh, I, I, I've heard that that logic a lot. And I'm always like, I, I, it, it's, it's, it seems okay because like, you're like, well, it's, it's protein instead of having all the, the carbs. But then like you forget yeah, like, the bun, fried, like the bun and the, all the friedness. Different. Yeah um in reality you can have up to 15 fries at a time just don't have them all the time and make sure you're not having giant steak fries just a little normal fry mm-hmm. uh it's, it's really is all about moderation and making better better uh, uh substitutes for the foods that you eat i can i can have a bacon cheeseburger if i use cauliflower bread uh non non meat you know like beyond meat or something for the for the patty vegan cheese for the for the cheese a vegan version of, you know, diet version of sauce. Cause they, they make sugar free, fat free, honey mustard, things that you can put on a burger without worrying about the shit. Cause ketchup is made out of sugar guys. <laughs> Mayonnaise yeah. is made out of fat. So I had to start making better choices and I can still add the lettuce and tomato and I can use a fake, you know, vegan bacon instead. And I know a lot of it sounds vegan, but it really is just making healthier substitutes for the things you normally eat to the point of not doing it anymore. And that's, I had last amount of burger. I can't even remember the last amount of burger. So even a diet one, and I've just gotten better at having more vegetables and more things that are not full of starch like potatoes. But uh, I, I got down to 189 pounds from that year to the next. And then a situation personally between a family, very close family member of I took place and I took it to heart very, very badly. And I said, you know what? Fine. I quit. And I just, I started doing everything back again. And I went from 189 all the way back up to 313. And that's where I kind of, and it was only 30, it was barely even 15 pounds shy of where I was at my worst. Mm-hmm. And then a similar situation happened a few years later. I got back into a gym. I became friends with a guy who was a manager at a gym because we known each other from pop culture conventions. So it, it was easier working out with somebody I knew rather than a stranger at a gym, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got down to like 230. I was able to get on the Universal Studios rides without the red light going off on the, on the seat. <laughs> and then uh, when I finally transitioned my entire family here, and brought my family over here. Some of the problems that were in our family kind of came along with us. And I got right back into bad habits again, was not working out regularly again, and went right back to the weight. And it was got back up to like 280 something. So it's, it's, been, it's been a lot like other people's stories where it was up and down and up and down. But it was really, really down and then really, really up. You know what I mean? Not, not mm-hmm. a little bit. Up. But then the last time when I, when I, uh, got up to like two in the two eighties. So two eighty three is where I started at last time I checked. Uh, last uh, last June in twenty twenty one, I was two eighty three. That's what the scale said. And 
as of this morning, I weigh in every Tuesday. I am now 182. So I lost, um, I lost a hundred pounds just since June, but for my very heaviest, it's been a hundred and 155. Well, well, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I mean, in so, you know, yeah. seven months, another yeah. hundred, so seven, yeah. seven months, I lost a hundred pounds and it was just from like, I, I, I knew all along what it was to do, but I, I, I no longer had the negative barrier in front of me to keep me eating badly and keep me from it working. I was like, you know what? I know what to do. And now that I have an opportunity, I'm going to prove that I know what I'm doing and then I can do this. And I just stuck to it. I really just, it's all it really was. Everybody thinks there's some kind of magical secret. There's some kind of diet pill or plan that I'm sticking to. I just went hiking guys. I just, I just hiked for one to three hours a day. And I said, you know what, instead of having a bacon cheeseburger, I'm going to have Brussels sprouts and some bone broth soup instead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can just keep your system clean, put foods in there that, that don't stay in there forever and don't put foods in there that jam up your system or that put weight on. So I avoided the red meat. I avoided por- pork and beef. I avoided fried foods. I avoided starchy vegetables like potatoes and peas and corn and English peas and uh, black eyed peas and started eating, you know, beans that had that were high in protein. You know what I mean? And started having lots of green vegetables, green beans, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, things like cauliflower, spinach cabbage those things go through your system very fast and you can eat a lot of it and not feel bad about it you, your stomach gets full and no it's not the most best tasting foods ever but i had to I, I literally had to pose the question what do i care more about how my food tastes or how healthy i am because i was getting to the point where my family's got tons of diabetes it's got high blood pressure in it heart attacks strokes you name it and i, I it would have killed me at any, any kind of heart issue at 335 pounds a guy that uh, a guy that I know in a voiceover community, he died at my age now, um, last year, um, because of his health and his weight. And it was, it was a real eye opener. In fact, the one time I went to the, when I was at 200, well, I was at 313 pounds. I'd gone to a diet clinic to get one of the B12 shots to kind of kickstart my goal and get, get him back in shape again. And they did an, they had to do an AKG in order to approve you for the medication. And she said, have you had a heart attack? And I'm like, I'm 35. And she's like, well, there's clearly something on there. Maybe it was a heart murmurs, but something showed up on your EKG and you need to be careful. We think you're okay for the B12 shot. But that was, that was scary for me. I didn't even know I'd had a heart thing. And at 35, and that yeah. was just a bad, I mean, that's what's way too early. And it's uh, not yeah, about, I, I hear you. Cause like, um, I had my own scare at like 33 and it just scared the yeah. absolute crap out of me. So yeah, I just, I had to put my health first. It wasn't about it wasn't about being attractive to people. It wasn't about, you know, looking good for myself in the mirror, which, I mean, all those things happen, you know, with when you do better with yourself, but it was really more, I need to get myself in the best shape possible to survive long enough to keep taking care of my family. Cause I'm the only income coming in. And even though I'm not going to be together with my, my ex-wife anymore, I still have kids to take care of. And they're always going to be my top priority, which is the only reason why I'm doing this career in the first place is to be able to take good care of them. So I can't do that if I'm not healthy. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. I mean, and, and you look at people, you know, you, you see, you, I mean, we all saw that Betty White just passed away in a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. Um, and she was, she lived to be 99 and like you, at 300, 400, whatever pounds somebody is, you're not going to live to be 99 at that weight. No, you will not. No. So, the, so, pure I mean, amount, the pure amount of garbage and the kind of like plastics that are in our system from the kind of food that we eat and how we eat it and the containers that we, that we warm our food up in. 
and the plastic forks that we eat our food with. Mm -hmm. There's so many toxic things in our bodies. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, even like, you know, how many people drink plastic bottles of water every day yeah. too, right? Like dozens and dozens of bottles. I try my best to use my, my filter in my refrigerator, but it goes so slow. Really? Sometimes I'm just like, I just, I'm wanna... guilty of it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I, I know I, I'm putting, I know I'm putting toxic things in my body with, with styrofoam cups and plastic bottles, but sometimes it's, it's still better than having soda. But eventually, yeah. you know, you've got to get to the point where you're trying to eat, eat and drink things that are the healthiest possible, because it really is all down to what do you really want? What do you as an individual, what do you want? Do you want a quick fix? Because it doesn't exist. Do you want to look better and be healthy? Or do you just want to keep on giving yourself what you like? Because it's, it's all a matter of what do you really want? Either you like the foods and you like being overweight and you're comfortable in, in where you are, but you can't just sit there and complain and expect people to give you all the answers and some magical formula or diet or pill. Because I've had people come out of the woodwork. What is the secret? There isn't one. Mm -hmm. Eat better and exercise. That's it. That is all. There, the same yeah. thing the doctors have been telling us for years. Stop eating. Stop buying into the stuff that people commercialize and saying, oh, look at this delicious. Comp yes, that's great. Those foods are delicious, but they're also in incredibly unhealthy. For you. There's a reason why our country is one of the most obese countries in the freaking planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I had an interesting in instance a couple about a year ago after I had lost, you know, I had over 200 lost myself. And someone I, uh, in the building I worked at, he was on a scooter and he was well over 500 pounds. And he, he, he said, what, what was the secret for your weight loss? I was like, there's no secret. Yeah, there's, always some, there's always some secret. It's got to be a secret. You couldn't have yeah. done it just through hard work and exercise and dedication. It's yeah. about sticking to it. It's about mm -hmm. getting, finding what your motivation is. And I'll tell you the biggest one. When you're mad or sad, instead of putting food in your mouth, go work out. Work it yeah. out instead. Work out your sadness. Work out your anger. I promise you'll thank me for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I 100% I agree. I even said, like, just, just going to walk, right? Just going to walk. Like, you yeah, know, when, like, I, when I had a bad day or somebody ticked me off or made me feel bad or broke my heart or whatever it was, I'd get on the treadmill. I'd get on the bike. I'd go for a freaking hike. I'd do something. I would mm -hmm. work out. I would do something that was, I was like, look, I can either, I can either let this thing destroy me and like allow this stuff to make me do bad habits, or I can use this as motivation to make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. And, and, and that's the best you can do for yourself. Cause then you won't be, cause then if, if you don't do that, then down the road, be like, oh, I, I wish I hadn't done this or hadn't, you know, I hadn't got this part at this point in my life. And, you're, and now you're doing much better. I mean, obviously, because, yeah. because you're, you're down a hundred pounds since, since June, which is great. Yep. Um, and I, 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 I know the yo-yo of, uh, of going up and down myself because I've had that plenty of times. Um, and it's, 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 it's a struggle because the, the, mind, the mindset's the hardest thing for people, you know, because you can get through the, um, you can get through for a while and then they get, they, they see the food that they want and they're yeah. like, I, and they can't, they, they, they go back to it. And I mean, I've done it. Everyone does it because, because you're not perfect. Um, yeah. but I, I, I kind of wanted to shift gears here real quick. Um, and just cause I, I we talked about your health and I, I was just curious, like, um, to talk about your voiceover career a little bit. Like what, what got you into voiceover? Like, was there a certain thing that started it? I, I, I know on your website, you discussed it a little bit. I just thought I'd give the audience a little bit of a background. Into uh, it. I, I heard uh, the intro for Voltron and Peter Cullen's voice was just so freaking cool that I was like, I want to, I want to be whatever that, that voice is that people are like, stop and have to pay attention. Cause it's so awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Um, and, and I mean, personally, I, I, I've been listening, I've been watching honest trailers for like a decade. So I, uh, I, I've heard your voice plenty myself and, uh, I go to lots of movies. So, um, well, the thing is people only know me for that one thing when they realize that's yeah. literally the tip of the iceberg of my career. Cause mm -hmm. I do so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I remember I, I saw you, uh, cause I wasn't there, but I saw like the YouTube videos of like the live from like when, uh, they used to do the live trailers. 
uh, yep. different conventions and such like comic cons. And I was like, I was like, one day I want to get to one of those. And then, you know, it never happens because I'm on the other side of the country and I never get over there. Um, but uh, so your, your website, epicvoice.com, you, and I know you also do stuff on Fiverr. Is that correct? Still? Yeah. I created Fiverr as a fan thing. So I would get quit getting freebie requests because I mm-hmm. just don't have time to do them. And I figure you know, it'd be a way to raise money, you know, hopefully raise a little money for charity and, and do something nice for fans at the same time. I'm not doing it for free and taking up time that I should be doing things for work instead. So, cause if like once word gets around that, Oh, John will record stuff for free for you. People would pull out huge, massive scripts or actual uh, full on professional stuff, you know, commercials. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing a commercial for you for free. Are you kidding me? People start taking advantage. Yeah. So you have to protect your brand and you have to be find a way to, you know, so once they understand that money's involved and then I'm like, well, if you want to do that, I have a commercial rate is this, there's this much money for this and this and this. And then it's like, oh, well, that's going to be a thousand dollars. No, thanks. I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm not going to do it for you for free. It's a literal commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like the, the autism awareness that you give it to part of it to charity. I think that's great because um, yeah, uh, sure. myself, I have a brother who has uh, is on the spectrum. So it's always uh, good to see people donating to those causes because they're great to, to get to get a handle on it to get uh, more awareness um and like i said you have your website epic voice guy epic voice guy i really wish you'd stop pushing the website yeah. it really needs it needs to badly be updated okay i'm sorry <laughs> it, it is the, the the site name is correct it's epic voice guy.com but yeah. it was literally put up by a friend of mine as okay. a temp site and there's a little there's a lot of typos and misspellings and i'm a grammar nazi so i'm just like ugh, i can't stand uh, reading my own website so okay. I need to get on there and update it. My demo is so old on there. It's it's it is a site. The best way to find me is to go on socials. Yeah. Um, I'm on TikTok and and Instagram and Twitter the most, but I do have YouTube and Twitch as well. But it's it's the name is the same across all the platforms. Epicvoiceguy.com. Awesome. Or not dot com. Just add Epic Voice. Guy. Epic Voice Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will add all those to the show notes of this episode because I highly doubt that there's going to be a bunch of clients on here that want to go to my website. So if you're <laughs> if you're just a fan or you're just yeah. interested in my story, it's much better to go to my socials instead. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I kind of wanted to ask one, uh, one other question about like your car- okay. career. Um, what is like, wh- like the coolest, like fan moment you've had during your career, like someone you interacted with or did some, did some work with that like really got you excited about doing um, it? Uh- it was probably getting to work on the Bumblebee movie because I've been such a huge Transformers fan and Optimus Prime's voice was the one that inspired me to, to get there. And um, I had been asked to audition for Optimus for the ADR, which is the temporary audio stuff for the film. But I, I never take a voice actor's job, you know, because that's just mm-hmm. not how I am. And I usually if I had information, I'd be like, hey, they're asking you to do this. But they, I double checked with them and they said, no, Peter won't work for that rate. And the the budget was a tenth the size of the previous film. And I understood that. And I was like, well, I'd rather it be me than anybody else <laughs> besides <laughs> him. Because I wouldn't I would want to give that job up to anybody else but him because he is that voice. And that's his character that he came up with. That's that's the voice that he came up with originally. Yeah. It's Hasbro's character, just to be sure. And Optimus Prime is considered a legacy character, which means I'm only one of like a dozen people that have done his voice before in the past. But when you when you created the voice and came up with it, you tend to ha- feel a little bit of ownership. I mean, it, it becomes a child to you, you know, so I can understand why somebody be upset if, if, you know, somebody else was doing that voice. But it was I was just the temporary voice. I was not the permanent voice. They were always going to bring him in. But get just to fill in for that little bit was, you know, was a, a dream come true. And then in the process of that, I ended up booking and being the final voices of my all time two favorite characters, Shockwave and Soundwave. 
So Optimus Prime's never been my favorite. It's my favorite voice of all time, but he's never been my favorite character. He's my third favorite character. But I got to technically voice all three of them for that film. And then in the final version, one of my biggest bucket list things was to be another Transformers character in something official alongside Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. And that checked off the boxes. And I'm so thrilled, even though it was only for a few seconds that I'm that I'm, I voiced these two characters. The movie looks insane. That whole scene is just breathtakingly. It's gorgeous. If you're especially mm-hmm. if you're a Transformers fan, it's it's awesome. And then my two favorite characters, and I'm doing the voice for both of them. And, and that may never happen again, but you know, it's it's led to a lot of other work. I'm booking a lot of Transformers games, and I'm, my my roster of characters has expanded to a, a good dozen Transformers now. So yeah, that was kind of like the biggest deal for me because there's been a lot of other cool jobs. I've been I got to work in a Ryan Reynolds commercial because of the things I did on socials and because of Honest Trailers. They had me to, to come in as the epic voice guy, but then I was like, you know, I do Ryan's voice too professionally, right? The director didn't know that. So I did. He's like, oh, you've got to do that for Ryan. And when I talked to Ryan, Ryan's like, oh, I know you do. <laughs> so <laughs> he's the one that came up with the concept of like, oh, I know what we do. Just tell, he's like, hey, take that line and put it down here. He's like, John, you know what we're doing? I'm like, no, I got you. I know everybody else was confused. So he switches. It was originally going to be like the Don LaFontaine spot where it's like her car was totally underwater. It was an old Geico spot. Mm-hmm. So the concept was to, you know, movie, movie trailerize what was going on in the commercial. So he's like, this movie, this deal is so epic. We had asked Epic Voice Guy to come in and then do it for us. And they, I did the I did the thing. And he's like, now do me. And then I do his voice at the end. And it's like the room explodes. <laughs> Nobody else there knew. And the room exploded as soon as he yelled cut. And somebody in the back's like, holy crap, it sounds just like Ryan. That, that, and Ryan's, that's amazing. Ryan's face, Ryan's reaction to the, in, in that trailer, in that commercial to when I first do the voice. Because we'd only talked like I'm talking right now. This is my normal voice. And he just never seen me just pop it out, you know, and doing it live, that reaction to him on his face, that was a real look. His face was like, whoa. (laughs) And afterwards, he's like, man, do we even need to do it again? That was freaking perfect. (laughs) That's awesome. And I I love both of those uh, experiences. And just it it also like just the fact that you got to live some dreams there, you know, it was pretty cool. Awesome. So, uh, so kind of uh, wrapping up the show here, uh, because I know it's gone fast. um, But I like to ask every guest five questions. Um, So first question is, what movie, TV show, or event are you most excited for in the coming year? Uh, you know, I don't even remember what's coming, uh, all of what's coming, but I'm definitely interested in Multiverse of Madness because uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was such a good movie. And I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that Deadpool makes a cameo like the rumors say are true, because that would make me wish I wore my brown pants. I, I, I really hope so. I think it's, it's sounding crazier by the minute every day. There's more leaks yep. or more uh, potential news coming out. So I totally I'm agree. But I'm, as far as shows go, I'm really looking forward to the next season of Invincible, next season of The Boys. Both of those look amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, And uh, Arcane. Holy crap. Arcane season two. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I know that they just started production on it. And the first season was it's breathtakingly cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for all those as well. Uh, Invincible. Invincible. Just the first episode just shocks you. Right. <laughs> so. Really yeah. I mean, they could they can improve that. Hopefully, they've made enough money from the first season to improve the animation a tiny bit because that was my yeah. only complaint. Yeah, ho- hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll see. Sometimes uh, it looks amazing, and other times it's like, wow, that was that was ouch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was like some old old school Newgrounds animation right there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question number two: What are two non health related goals you have for the next year? Uh, I would love to be a regular recurring character in an animated series, you know, a main character in a video game. I've, I've been NPCs my whole life. It's nice to be playable for once. Nice. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you give them? 
Uh, I don't know about three pieces of advice, but one of them is just to find you're happy. A friend of mine, Vanessa Marshall, who's also with my manager and agency, uh, she voices Hera in Star Wars Rebels. She's Black Canary and a lot of uh, DC animated stuff. Mm -hmm. She said that she she used to be very, very big in in the plus 300 category, and she looks amazing now. And one of the things she had said, I heard this years ago at a panel that she had done for voiceover, um, that she just had to figure out how to be happy with herself. And that was one thing that's easy to say, but I could not figure out how to do it. I wanted to be happy with myself. And then I realized that I had to make some very, very hard decisions and um, do some stuff that I did not want to do because I knew it was good for me, but it's what was necessary to be done in order for me to be healthy and happy. And it does make it when you have a positive mindset, it makes it so much easier because you, all you need is a month. If you can just stick to it a one month, you will see results enough to keep you motivated. But honestly, my second piece of advice would probably just be buy clothes that are slightly too small and you will get motivated to fit into those suckers. Every I've, I've downsized so many times since June, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And the main thing was to like buy them a little bit small. And as I would progress, I would notice that the buttons would get closer together and eventually the buttons would button and eventually it would get loose on me and the buttons look great. And eventually it's too big for me. And it literally helps you see your progress as you move along. The third one I would just say is just do not give up. Don't quit because you're never a failure unless you give up. As long as you keep trying, you will eventually succeed. You, you will never be a quitter or you'll never be a failure if, if you decide not to be a quitter. I, I like all those, man. Those are great. They're all uh, kind of related, but they're all kind of yeah. different. Too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most? Um, I'm surprised at how fast it happened, to be honest, because I, I didn't feel like I put in the maximum effort. Um, I could definitely have, cause I didn't work out nearly as hard this time. Mm-hmm. Cause the funny thing was when I worked out, when I lost down to 189 before that took a year, that took 12 months. And I was working out at the gym for probably three to four hours a night. And I would, I would do an hour or so on the treadmill in the morning. I would just walk and walk and walk. And then as, as much as I could stand it, I would run. And then the last couple of minutes I would just sprint as fast as I could until I just couldn't anymore. And then I would do a cool down walk. So that was my morning routine. And then nighttime, I would just go in and do weights and I would take only one day off. And it took me 12 months to get down to 189. And this time it took seven months and I all I did was hike and ate better. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, there's that saying that the abs are made in the kitchen. Right. So, so well, it's, I, mean, it's, it's I, had better, I had better muscle tone and better muscle mm-hmm. definition because I'd been doing so much weights previously. But as far as just pure fat loss, this has definitely worked out better for me. Awesome. All right. Last question. Uh, it's kind of a fun one. Uh, if in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about John? Probably say never give up, never surrender. The, the story of it, the story, the story of how I gained and lost and gained and lost and gained and lost. <laughs> awesome. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, like I said, we're, we'll put all the links to your socials in uh, the, the show notes. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening or watching this episode all the way in. You made it. Congratulations. Make sure you check out the show notes. Check out my website, becomingbrett.com, which is also severely behind being updated. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, everyone can follow me at Becoming Brett on Instagram and Twitter. Show up Becoming More Pod on Instagram. Next time, give us a five star review until next time and make sure you come back next week to see how we can all become more. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.